Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning into this podcast today. What we are going to be talking about is mindfulness and what that means and how you can apply it to your everyday life to help have some overall happiness, talking about the health benefits, things like that. So when we think about mindfulness and what does it mean, I've had a lot of conversations with people in the past and um, some common responses on the question of what is mindfulness. A common response is, you know, being able to meditate in a cross-legged position, maybe on a mountaintop overlooking a beautiful valley. And that's absolutely a form of mindfulness. But if you don't have any mountaintops by you, that might be hard. If you're not really super into sitting cross-legged and trying to be quiet and saying um and things like that, you know, you have a lot of other options aside from that. So when we think about mindfulness, uh, something that's really important that really is a catalyst and goes along well with mindfulness is presence. So what does it mean to be present? This can be a really hard concept, even though it's quite simple. It's really challenging to practice in our everyday lives because we are so pulled in many different directions. So with, you know, American culture, even thinking about that, right? I need to get a job and I need to have a house and I need to have a car and I need this to be okay. And, and I need that, that, that next new iPhone or all of these clothes, right? We're, we're constantly subjected to a lot of materialistic things, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But when we are constantly yearning for more, and we try to fill that yearning for more with more materialistic things, a lot of the times we're still left with that feeling of emptiness, feeling of a void almost, and still not feeling content with what we have right in front of us. This is a very common thing that comes up in conversations about presence and why it takes away from our presence, right? Or the present moment is because when I'm yearning and I'm thinking, right? I'm thinking and thinking and thinking, once I get this, once I get this, once I get this, then I will be happy. So what that is doing is it's almost like our current state of existence is a means to an end. Meaning the present moment that I am living right now is only here so that I can achieve something in the future, which takes away the beauty of the everyday life, of the moment to moment that's going by where we're seeing trees or we're seeing flowers or we're in a room full of people that we love and you know our mind might be somewhere not right in front of us. This happens a lot. Another form of presence or even thinking about it, it's almost like defining the opposite of presence to be able to define presence because being present, like I said, is a very simple concept, but understanding how our mind works to go against presence is really important to understand the essence of mindfulness. So often when I, when I talk to people about mindfulness, I'll ask them, especially students, right? And you can apply this to your life however, however it suits you, but I'll ask them, have any of you thought about a test that you have to take in the next week, okay? Maybe apply this to a job that you have. Maybe you have an interview. Maybe you have a project that you're working on, right? Some type of end date. And I'll say, okay, how many times have you thought about studying for this exam or about the anxiety associated with the exam, et cetera, et cetera? 
I say one time, they all raise their hands. I say two times, they all have their hands up. I go up to three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times, and more than half of the classroom usually still has their hands up. Now, it is a good thing to study. It is a good thing to prepare. We're not saying that that's a bad thing. But when we are constantly thinking about the future, okay, thinking about how this is going to go, almost making up things in our mind, storylines, and how I'm going to say this, and how I'm going to react, and oh my gosh, what's going to happen with this test? What's going to happen with this job? What's going to happen with this, that, or the other thing? Again, it takes me away from the present moment, which is really all we have anyway. So basically, when my thoughts are completely attached to what's going to happen in the future, all of that is a figment of my imagination. Hasn't even happened yet, right? So I, I, I come up with all these different ways to, to think about how it's going to go down because I need to be prepared for any type of response, any type of conclusion. And what typically happens to a lot of people and to myself included is that it almost always comes out better than what my mind makes it out to be. So when my mind or our minds are so fixated on the future, it can take away from the now, which is all we have, where our two feet are anyway. Another common way to um, basically be not present is to be thinking about the past, right? There might be some regrets. There might be some fears. There might be some embarrassment. There might be, ah, I wish I would have done this better. I should have done this better. I could have done this better. And again, we are completely taken back to something that's already happened and that we can't change anymore. So it takes us away from that present moment. So when you think about how this all relates back to being happy, being joyous, being content, and being free, I mean, all of those things are invaluable. There's no price on it. I think everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to be free. Everybody wants to be joyous and content. But if we're unable to be present, which is, again, just the essence of mindfulness, is to be present and to notice what's in front of you, notice how you're feeling, how your body's feeling. Um, when we're taken away from that present moment, we're missing out a lot on life and a lot of the joy and the absolute freedom of what is here right now. So that's one form of mindfulness is presence. How can I become more present? You know, a common um, way to be able to practice presence is to be able to be aware. So having that sense of self-awareness, awareness of my thinking, and a non-judgmental awareness of thinking is really important in this practice. Sometimes when we get too aware of ourselves and we start to get critical, right? We start to think, oh gosh, why am I thinking that? That's not very nice. I shouldn't be thinking this way. I should be thinking that. It's all the shoulds, the coulds, the woulds. That's something that, that doesn't really serve its purpose, right? So coming from a non-judgmental standpoint of just observing my thought patterns, being aware of what my thinking is telling me. If the majority of my thoughts are negative or are sad or are judgmental or are complaining, which is a really natural state for a lot of us, if the majority of my thoughts are in that sense, can you see how that might manifest as seeing the world negatively? 
as feeling more anxious, as having more depression, as not having as much hope for the future or for what's to come. So being that simple observer, again, very simple practice, not very easy to implement. This does take practice, right? Mindfulness practice. And it's just being able to start somewhere, wherever you're at right now. If you're looking to grow spiritually, to grow, you know, to get to know yourself a little bit more, this is a really great place to start. And to be able to come at it in a loving and kind and tolerant way on yourself. We have beat ourselves up enough, right? We've had enough negative self-talk. We've had enough judgments of how we should be, how we should, be, how we should look, how we should act, etc., etc. This is a time to explore yourself and really start to get a sense of who you are. So mindfulness is a really great tool. There's, you know, meditation is another form of mindfulness, which I can talk about on a different video on how to meditate. I don't really know if I have any concrete answer to how, for how to meditate because it's so personal and it just depends on what is comfortable for you. But I can absolutely talk about the different forms of meditation. Um, but that's another way to be able to get mindful. So thinking about the overall spiritual health of a person, right? Thinking of the holistic approach, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual. So instead of trying to find that happiness with material things, which again can absolutely add joy to our life, but if you're still feeling that sense of void or sense of needing something more and the material stuff just isn't doing it anymore, looking into the spirit is a really great option to start exploring yourself and hopefully find some happiness and some joy with that. So I just wanted to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. This is a topic that resonates with me to the core. I've done a lot of spiritual practice um, grounded in mindfulness. And if you have any questions or if you have any feedback or suggestions at all on following podcasts after this, uh, topics that you would like me to discuss or talk about or research, I am absolutely open to any of that. And I can do the best of my ability to explain what I've learned and how I've experienced it myself. So thank you all so much. I just want to leave you with contact information, which will also be in the um, title section or the comment section of this podcast. But if you are looking to contact me, my email address is calm, C-A-L-M, at U-W-O-S-H dot E-D-U. Thank you so much and be well.